Hi everyone, welcome back to this week's brand new episode of Simmer Down with Viv. So this week's topic is all about meet the parents. Whose parents? My parents. Mama Chan and Papa Chan. I was inspired because I've been talking a lot to my parents about retirement. They're getting to that age where they're done working and they should start just enjoying life. Especially with their grandbabies. Which got me thinking more about how the evolution of our relationship happened. Because as a child, I never thought of them as going to be retired. I never thought of them as getting older. Or old even. Or God forbid, not having them. So... I was like, I want to think about and share that journey with you guys because I feel like a lot of you may or may not have the same feelings about parents. So that's what it is. A little backstory about my parents. They're both the same age. They've known each other since they were kids. That's because they were in the same neighborhood and they grew up in the same school district. They were classmates in grammar school, but after that, never again. She went to an all-girls school. He went to an all-boys school. They were always friends. They always made sure they maintained their relationship but never dated or anything. My maternal grandparents were extremely strict. And you just didn't really date like that back then. This was also back in Hong Kong. So very conservative. But when they both started working, they started dating. And they've been inseparable since. They've been married for 37 years now. That's a long time. Um, and they have three kids. My older sister, Lorraine me, middle child, and I have a younger brother, Eric. So they immigrated here in 88, and we've lived in the same house ever since in Brooklyn, in Sunset Park. I have to give them both major props. My parents had a very comfortable life. My dad was a very successful SVP in Hong Kong. My mom worked at a bank. They left all of that. They had to immigrate here and leave all of that behind because of family you know, and and family sticks together. So they left their very comfortable lifestyle to come to absolutely nothing. As you guys know from previous episodes, my dad started from the bottom. Bottom. He was a server. It didn't matter he was SVP of a very popular and in-demand technology company. It meant nothing in America. They were like, start from the bottom. You're Asian. You probably don't speak English. And it sucked. It really sucks. But hey, my dad was resilient and he worked his way back up. And now he's has two companies that he owned and he founded and it's amazing and I have to say I'm super proud of them and my mom still in the banking industry again she started as a teller which was very entry level and then she worked her way up and now she is a mortgage officer and she also is in charge of loans so she helps people get loans to start their brand new home which I think is really special because you learn a lot about people especially when you're investing in such a long-term loan like 30 year 15 year but that's them as humans right as people that's their own story but how are they as parents and that is my best interpretation because I'm their child so as a child I was really scared of my parents both of them mainly my dad I was terrified of him I never got the parents that I saw in like seventh heaven and if you guys don't know what seventh heaven was or full house it was a very warm and fuzzy home your parents don't ever get mad at you they are so accepting whatever you want. Um, they supported you if you want a ballet class. I want a ballet class. I'm kind of glad they never wasted their money on ballet class. But I was really scared of them because they were authority figures. When they said no, it's no. You never ask again. You never second guess them. They are your parents. They're a united front. You don't get to ask mommy if something. If daddy says no and vice versa. If you found out, you got way more in trouble. And I really longed for a really loving 
relationship. And by loving, I don't mean that they didn't love me. That's not what I'm saying at all. They love differently. A love that I didn't understand. I wanted what I saw on TV. I was very Americanized by television. My parents were not like that. They showed their love by investing in education, um, making sure that you have warm clothes and necessities. And on the weekends when there was time off, we always made sure we had, you know, like a nicer meal, Sunday dinner. Um, My dad was also very angry, not at us per se, but because of the circumstances he was put in. And my mother, try to understand, try to put yourself in his shoes, knowing that you never thought that you had to think about where their next meal is coming from, your family, the family that you promised to protect and never go hungry and always be happy. Like all that goes down the hole when you're in a completely new environment and no one respects you and no one understands the potential that you have. So it was very frustrating. But as a child, you don't see that. And my mom was the same way. She was trying to wrangle three kids all the time and work a full-time job. And I You know, I'm sure there were a lot of fears of hers coming to a brand new neighborhood, even though they both spoke English and they spoke it fine. They have an accent, but it's a British accent because that's how you're taught in Hong Kong. You have a British accent. So people didn't understand. They were very confused by them. Even some days now, people don't appreciate accents. Actually, people make fun of. The accent means that they're from somewhere. And guess what? It's amazing. They have a story. Talk to them. So now I want to get to the rebel years, what I call the rebel years, which is my teenage years and pretty much up into before I go to college, which is a pretty significant part of my life. So my siblings were totally fine with the structure and the relationship my parents and they had. They were fine with it. They were like, okay, well, this is just how it is. But in terms of the, my relationship with my parents, it was very strained. It was extremely strained and hard. We never really spoke. We never really talked. I threw so much of my time in sports. I loved playing sports because it was a team. We were a community. And I needed that. And my parents just didn't get it. They were like, why don't you take a fraction of the dedication you had to sports to doing more math homework or more reading, studying for the SATs or anything. Like like use the computer, the one computer we had with dial-up. I'm like, if my sister's on AOL, like that's not happening. My brother had a Super Nintendo set and his six s64 no what was that called nintendo 64 that's what it was they all had their passions and they they found their own outlet and i really just wanted to play sports i wanted to be around people that was always how i was and that's always how i am nowadays during this time my parents and i never spoke i stayed away from them there was no common ground it was like did you eat yeah house school great here's my report card yep mm-hmm. it was like one it was a like cold answers and i have to say looking back on it Now as an adult, I was a brat. I was not compassionate about their situation. I thought the world revolved around me. And I didn't understand why they never understood how I felt. My feelings, my emotions. I'm not saying that feelings and emotions were not validated. I'm not saying that at all. But if I understood how it was for them, my sister was about to go to college. My brother, you know, was constantly getting beat up in school and mugged. Their fears came back, and I was always the loud mouth. So I knew that no matter what happened, I would stand up for my brother, and I would protect them. But they didn't understand that. They're like, why are you always ready to fight on your brother's behalf? And that's how I showed love. I was like, I'm going to protect him. This is my way of protecting him. And their protecting way was ignore it. Just put your head down. They'll stop bothering you. 
and that's where I clashed with them the most and it was really hard for me to tell them that we need to stand up for ourselves for what's right and what's wrong and wrong is not okay and we can't just be submissive and quiet we need to stand up my parents thought I was too Americanized and they were just like I don't know what to do with you until I went to college and I think that was a really good turning point because when I went to college I understood that I had to be different I had to play by rules right and I guess that's what it is I never understood the rules and by the rules I mean society's rules but working in retail it's completely different you have to communicate in a different way you have to speak a different way and watching interactions with people whether they're shopping with their mom or dad or they're shopping with someone else or how they spend their money or things like that it made me realize that my relationship with my parents was not different than anyone else. Any immigrant family had a very similar struggle. Usually the child has a different perspective of how they want to be treated and how they want to be spoken to. And parents have the same way. So I remember going back and I would share stories with my mom like, oh, this daughter really wanted this coach bag. And the mom was like, we can't afford it. Why don't you get something? in a different range and I try to give them options or get like a wristlet which is a little I don't know if guys understand what a wristlet is but it's basically like a clutch I hope you guys know what a clutch is and I'm not talking about that term like this is clutch um basically like a longer wallet without all the compartments and a strap to hold on to your wrist hence the word wristlet little coach 101 um but I told my mom things like that and she goes well yeah because money's hard and like you know when you wanted that Barbie dream house when you were a kid and we weren't able to give it to you, it made me feel really bad for a few days because as a child, you should be able to play with what you want. And I never knew that about my parents. I never knew that they felt bad. It was just, no. Christmas, we got like books and clothes, necessity stuff. It was never like a fun toy. And if it was, the three of us had to combine all our gifts to get it. How do you think they felt as parents that they weren't able to get simple joys for their kids? Now when I think about it, it does make me emotional because I see myself as selfish and I see myself as not understanding the bigger picture. Homie, it's either you get food on your plate or you get math books because it's going to help you in the long run or you get this dream house that you play with Barbies for maybe like, what, six months, a year at most, and then it ends up in some corner or you, you donate it to your cousin. So it definitely softened me and definitely gave me perspective and it helped because when I moved out, and I did very quickly because I just did, I didn't want to be under their roof. They were so strict I couldn't go out. I just saw them as trying to tighten that leash and making sure that they controlled any freedom that I thought I had. That wasn't it at all. They were just like, she's growing up so fast and she's so upset with us that they were so afraid to lose me. And the more they did that, the more I wanted to leave. Ay, if we can only turn back time, right? We would do things so differently. But... We can't, so we can only learn from it. So then after I moved out for a few years, I was broken. I was completely and utterly broken. And they didn't know that. I didn't let them know that. Um, I actually lived with my cousin in Westchester for a little bit. I was ashamed, and I didn't want to go home. I didn't want to seem like going home was a failure. Um, even though it wasn't, it wasn't. I had nowhere else to go at this point. I was going through depression because I felt like my whole life was falling apart. The only way I was going to move back to Brooklyn was I told them they can't ask me questions about what happened. And they were like, okay, that's fine. And for the most part, they were very supportive. But I was so 
angry and broken that I didn't see that I wanted to go out and I was like I want to go out to whenever I want I want to come and go as I please and my mom's like as long as you live under my roof it's my rule so you have to come back at a respectable time because everyone has to sleep and go to work which makes total sense right like now I'm in bed 9 30 my parents are like texting me at 9 45 I'm like too late I'm in bed but when you're going through like just trying to get back into a, what you think is a better headspace you're like I'm gonna f- go out and have fun and la 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 it's not the same and you don't care you again become selfish so I think there was one specific time that I came back home and I was drinking and my dad saw that I was just wasted I was wasted and I came back in the door and I just broke down I started sobbing and crying and I just said I don't understand I just don't understand and that was the one point in my life that my dad sat next to me and held me and just say let it go he said let it go it's okay now you're safe you're home no one's gonna hurt you and I woke up the next day and you know this is how my parents are you fight you wake up the next day as if it never happened but I remember waking up the next day and my dad goes are you okay that was the one time he acknowledged what happened the night before and I said I'm sorry I said I'm sorry that I'm a failure that I never got to live up to what you expected from me and how I still can't fulfill what you put out in the universe for me, right? Like fulfill that role that you wanted me to do. And he's like, people go through heartbreaks, but you just have to let go. And you're, you know, you, you have a great start of a career. You're doing what you love. Just keep doing that. Just forget about the pain. And it was kind of like an epiphany because two weeks later, I started going to church and my life has been better ever since. I still had some moments where I would still get hurt, but I knew that my parents actually supported me and how lucky I was to have a space that I basically could get back on my feet and let my wings heal before I flew out in the world and figure it out again. My childhood home became a safe haven for me to heal until I was ready to take the world on again. And my parents were able to help me heal. So after that, I really have to say, I saw them in a different light and they saw me in a different light. I started to show that I started to love myself and I wanted to care for myself. And when I did that, I wanted to care for them too and I wanted to love them. And we just started building our relationship. At this point, my sister has left because she was married and my brother moved out. And it was just like me being an only child where they were just like okay let's have dinner let's talk and I think that's what I've always wanted I've always wanted them to see me for me and for once that period of time they saw me and they saw me for me and the things I would be happy about I was able to share my days with them the good and the bad not all the bad I don't want them to get too hurt um but we started rebuilding our relationship we started building a relationship that I have always craved for and mind you this was in my mid-20s already so it was a really long time coming and something really shitty brought us back together and it made us really strong so I'm very grateful for that period of time I eventually moved out I got married to Jay and my parents adore him we don't live too far from my parents actually we only live five blocks away so they come over quite often and we go over quite often so now my parents have a new title to them at the word grand yes they are grandparents they are 
grandparents to two little boys, my nephews, Reese and Roan. And I have to say, I love seeing them as grandparents. I adore seeing them as grandparents. They are the most affectionate, loving, carefree, rules-free, grandma and grandpa will buy you whatever you want set of grandparents. They are just amazing. I was talking to my sister the other day. Actually, I've been talking to my sister about this for quite some time now. Um, They're just so loving. I'm like, they were never like that. And my sister, Lo, said, isn't it great that they get to experience the parents that we never got to experience? But then again, being parents, you have to be authority figure. Maybe not rule with the same iron fist, with the same fear that my parents had to deal with. But at the end of the day, with grandparents, you're just there to love. It's like being an aunt. They buy them so many toys that I'm like, really? And my dad goes, I'm a little more comfortable now. I'm able to buy them toys that I think was super fun even when I was a kid and I never got to play with those. So it's kind of like reliving their childhood or what they wish for us or for themselves through my nephews. And it's that's magical. It, it It's amazing. I can't wait to see them as grandparents to my own kids. And now this is the part that gets a little tough it's called getting older I always see my parents as people that's going to be around forever it's not true as you get older so do your parents if you take a photo of your parents maybe like 10 years ago you can see the changes the physical changes their hair the wrinkles um your parents might get a little shorter because apparently when you get older you shrink and I try not to dwell on that a lot but I do feel like sometimes I'm chasing time I feel like I am making up for lost times maybe because I every time I think of my childhood or my teenage years I never had that bond even though we built it up I still wish I was a better child to them I wish I was more understanding and I wish I was more compassionate and I wish I was just a better kid for them and it didn't make it so hard so now whenever they need something done I will do it for them but the roles have kind of reversed I am kind of the parent and they're kind of not the kid I don't want to say but sometimes they ask me something like no you can't do that mom are you crazy she'll be like I'm gonna go like white water rafting I'm like mom we need to wear a helmet she goes no no one's wearing a helmet I don't want to mess up my hair I'm like lady you need to wear a helmet safety first and then my dad again he would be like oh I'm gonna stay up in three in the morning to watch and then next day he goes I have a headache I'm like you need to drink water you need to so I became the nagger But at the end of the day, I feel like now it's my turn to care for them and take care of them the best as I can, as best as I possibly could. And it really, really matters to me so much that my parents are happy, are healthy, and just living their life the way they should have been after all these years, as if they never left Hong Kong, as if they were able to be comfortable and not go through the struggle. Even though we went through the struggle as a family, struggling is hard. But without the bad, you can't get the good, right? So now that we're in the good, I try to make it the best for them. I don't know how much time I have with my parents. No one does. There's never this clock that you can see or this countdown. I just love, I have to say I love them. I I absolutely love my parents and I never thought I could say that. And I let them know how I feel every time I get off the phone, every time I see them before I leave. I'm like, love you. Call me if anything. Text me when you're home. I'm literally like the parent. And now I understand because 
you only get one set of parents you gotta take care of them you gotta cherish them and you have to enjoy every moment that was the evolution a brief evolution of my parents and my relationship with them they were good they were bad they were bad really bad and now it's getting better and it only continues to get better and better let me know about your parents let me know about your relationship with your parents is it similar to mine or is it completely different did you have the seventh heaven and if you did let me know how that was i want to know how that was so much because i never got that but hey i wouldn't trade my experience for anything else because it's mine and it's unique to me and i learned from it and it made me who i am as a person today let's lighten things up let's get those bellies full let's talk about recipe of the week this recipe is kind of funny because every time i think about it it does make me laugh it's my mom's sweet and sour ribs and they're tangy they're amazing i don't have to figure out what the title is for this thing but it's basically my mom's spare ribs they're so good they are lightly fried they have some taro fried taro cubes on the bottom they have this tangy shallot garlic sauce with scallions it's amazing it's absolutely amazing and i love it so much i love it so much i can eat it anytime anywhere it doesn't matter it's a comfort food to me now I when I have it I'm like oh it's like mom's with me so I wanted to share that with you guys but the story behind the ribs is even better than the dish itself so my mom thinks it's Jay's favorite dish that she makes in actuality it's Elliot's favorite dish that she makes Elliot's my brother-in-law Lowe's husband and we were all having Sunday dinner once at my parents house and my mom's like hey what do you guys want to eat I'm gonna go out to buy food and um prepare for dinner and Elliot said oh Jay likes those ribs and Jay goes I do um I don't know why I don't remember why Elliot didn't just say it's my favorite dish I think he asked for another dish already so he was like I gotta use up Jay's quota but it's so funny because now every time my mom makes dinner, she's always like, Jay, I'm going to make your favorite dish. And he's like, it's not even my favorite dish. He likes it, but it's not. And the Elliot, I, and Lo, and Eric just crack up because now it's become an inside joke. I mean, who cares whose favorite dish it is? It's so good. I'll say it's my favorite dish. I'll use up my favorite dish quota. I hope you guys make it and I hope it becomes your favorite dish. If you do... Please let me know. I would love if you guys share this love of spare ribs with me. The recipe will be up. You guys will see a photo. I'm going to share a photo of my parents too because I feel like they're the reason I'm here. And they're the reason why I am so resilient and the person I am today. So thank you as always for listening. I really appreciate the time. And I will see you guys next week. Bye. Simmer Down with Viv is produced by me, Vivian Chan, and Tracy Gushkin from With You Media. For more information, visit Simmer Down with Viv on Instagram, With You Media on Instagram, or SimmerDownWithViv.com and WithYouMedia.com. Material has just debuted their line of pans. It's from their 29 collection. 29 because it's a little nod to that magical element, copper, which means you have consistent heat distributing for the perfect cook. There's no Teflon, no lead, and no fumes. There's also a lip design that curves slightly outward for smooth pouring. You can pop them in the dishwasher, and they're also oven-friendly for up to 500 degrees. This coated pan can be yours for only $95. It's valued at $235, and if you use the code SIMMERDOWNWITHFIV, you get an extra 10% off. Now slide on over to that site, materialkitchen.com, and get yourself a new pan. You're welcome.